Welcome to this week's episode of Respectfully Disagree. This is a very special episode because we have three very special guests joining us. So with us, we have Devika Bhagat, who is the writer of season one, season two, and now season three. She is the sole writer of this show, of Former Shots, Please, and she's written some incredible films before this, from Manorama Six Feet Under to Bachnaya Haseeno to Ladies vs. Ricky Bell. Ladies vs. Ricky Bell fans, where are you at? I absolutely love that film, and so does Rajvi. Um, and then we have Nupurasthana, who is the director of the second season of Former Shots, Please, and she's a writer and director who has worked on several projects before. She's directed Bevaku, And for all of you Hip Hip Hooray fans, she is also the writer and director of Hip Hip Hooray, that 90s nostalgia show that we all absolutely love. And then we have Rangita Nandi, the one who brought the show together. She is the creator, showrunner and producer of Four More Shots, Please. And she's worked on a whole range of amazing projects before, including projects like Chameli and Jhankar Beats. Rahul Bose's whole relationship with the pigeon is a whole side thing that we all <laughs> obsess about. Um, but yeah, so we have all of them on the show with us today and we're so, so, so excited to talk to all of you. Hey, this is Rajvi. I'm the culture editor at The Swaddle. Okay, I just have a side note. Like, I, when I was younger, I literally, like, stood up in front of my classroom and just proclaimed to everybody that you have to go home and watch Jhankar Beats right now. That's much I love that movie. Um, but anyway. I come think she back. said when she was younger... <laughs> And I want to kill her just for saying that because it tells my age. So no, we're all very young. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So um, bringing the conversation back to our four more shots, please. Like I'm very excited to talk to you guys about um, the show because for me, like it like signaled one of the few times that I've seen kind of the male gaze be subverted and to have like a story um, shown from a woman's perspective. Um, and I mean, there are so many things that you tackled in the show, right? Like women and workplace discrimination, sex, um, uh, LGBTQIA plus, uh, LGBTQIA plus representation. I mean, I mean, it's it's amazing the the range of issues that you managed to like is it fit together um, in two seasons. So yeah, I'm I'm insanely excited to begin this conversation. First off, we want to ask you where did the idea for this show come from? Like how how did you think of this idea? Uh, okay, so I think that one's uh, for me. But um, so this is Rangita. You know, the strangest thing is that growing up. I watched a lot of American television shows and uh, when I looked back home and I grew up in, in Bombay, in South Bombay, uh, on Malabar Hill actually, uh, I was an entitled little brat, one of those little girls in the show actually. Um, and uh, I couldn't find a single show on the Indian horizon um, that I could watch. It was as simple as that. And uh, in a conversation with a friend, I said, why don't we do this? And she didn't get it. because our problems weren't, according to her, substantial. So why would we make a movie about it? That was when we were talking about making a movie. And then Amazon came to India and said, do you have something? And um, I thought back and I said, if there's some one show that I'd like to make uh, for uh, the rest of the world coming out of India, um, I think it should be this, because India has been, Indian women have been seen in a particular light all this while. And it was important that people realize that there's, you know, multiple populations of Indian women. 
so um the process of kind of like coming up with those four very distinct characters um umang has you know like a personality of her own and uh, she has a different sexuality than the others i mean everybody is so unique in their own ways um and what was like the process of kind of like navigating those characters i guess devika um so the yeah Hi, this is Devika. Uh, when we uh, get into developing the characters or the storylines for the season, that's uh, Rangita, her sister Ishita, and myself. It's always an exchange of of you know looking at each character. Um, where do we think they will go? And then the personal stories come in. As a writer, now that I have reached the age of forty, I am brave enough to use a lot of myself. um you know especially my weaknesses or shitty things that i have done in the past to add to the character i'll give you a simple uh, example is that anjana in season 1 has a flashback with varun um where she comes back and he's watching a, a a sports game with his friends and and the baby's diaper is full and the baby's crying and then she goes into the kitchen and he says make an omelet and she you know breaks eggs on the floor i've done that i've done that with my husband i have used things that my husband has done um for varun's little uh, quirks like boogers under the table etc etc and i've even gone ahead and used something that men have said to me or or uh, you know incidents that have happened in my dating life like the whole handshake incident with siddhi you know th- that happened with me where a guy said you know sex is like a like a handshake and i was like Oh, you know, then might as well just shake hands if it's all the same to you. So it's very important when we're developing these characters to really go into our, our deepest, darkest selves. And even Nupur as a director, you know, she won't be able to direct it if she if she didn't vibe with it. And at the end of the day, why is it that it works, and why is it that so many women relate to it? That the incident might be a little separate. You may not have broken eggs on the floor, but you have done something in a fight. So that's how it develops. so you know like there are so many issues that uh, the show tackles right i mean um, almost every second episode like brings in like a new character arc where it's like another feminist issue that we have been talking about forever so what was the conversations like behind the scenes when we're talking about like ki matlab ye issue liya pakda chhod diya ye issue liya pakda chhod diya you know like so i i want to know how like how deep you guys like thought about going into an issue and how what were the conversations around not making it tokenistic in a way i mean even with umang it's the first desi wedding i've ever seen in my life like that's like a lesbian wedding so hi this is nupur you know the key rule in writing and directing is you know enter late leave early you know that's a thing that we you know we both of us follow uh while telling our stories whether her on page and me on the screen uh so i think that you know the plotting for every character has been done like that if i was to show visually supposing devika had written oh uh, oh damini is writing her book over six episodes now if i show her struggling with a writer's block over six episodes i've lost my audience by the third episode what about finding the right people to play the characters right like did you have to because also i think this show does require I mean, not only vulnerability in writing, like you said, you just put yourself out there in a lot of the writing, but also in terms of like how you play the characters and putting yourself out there in the role, right? Even in terms of everything that you shoot and what you do, did you have difficulty finding people to play the particular parts? Were, were, were there hesitation? Was there hesitation on on the part of people, or like with the distribution with Amazon, etc.? Do you think people are much more open? I think Rongita probably. <laughs> you're smiling like there's a big story there. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 So I'll tell you what. Okay. Uh, 
the thing is a four girl friendship piece is the dream right everybody wants to be a part of that right it's kind of that unicorn that you want in your life um and yet when you read the material that we've written you realize that it's going to push the boundaries of what you traditionally as an actor have been used to uh whether it is in the language whether it's in in the actions the character is doing so it's great because women suddenly have agency in this piece of content but that agency also includes a certain way of speaking uh, a certain way of dressing uh, just a particular kind of being and uh, that's tough on actors i have to tell you because uh, they need to know that they're coming in for the whole package and that has been uh, that was definitely the struggle season one going in and that was another director of course at that point of time nupur how many talking parts did we had have some 200 plus 250 I, plus that you and ishita something insane like that some 160 to 200 like i've lost count yeah. no and and ishita and i used to go you know i used to be casting i used to go to the casting i was living there for a while quite frankly uh because i have this horror of reaching the set and finding someone who's been cast and who just doesn't work for me so i just avoid that process and i'm there in the casting office with the casting director and then long phone calls with ishita and uh, with rongita weighing in later on email and with long phone calls as well just yeah. sitting and being polite i am the painful one who comes in at the end and says nupur this one is crap please get rid of this one and get find somebody else and she's being really polite by saying that oh ranita comes in and weighs in so even i'm like this is garbage but i'll tell you i have to put my hand up and say that i did never believe in samir kochar as our shashank nupur will constantly tell me she's being very polite right now and i'm hoping that samir is not going to be listening to this uh, podcast but uh, i did not want samir kochar i had another notion of shashank but i'm happy to say that i am willing to eat my words off nupur's backside at this point of time because he is really good um, so you know you know what the best part about being a writer is i can put in as many locations and as many characters and as many bystanders saying hey oh and they have to cast it is disgusting you know there are so many times that we are literally cursing the writer for it and we end up saying you know why the fuck can't this happen in that last location that it was in you know i mean i remember nupur saying this so many times but yeah but that's why the show looks like what it looks like so that's why the show looks fantastic you know I yeah mean, yeah and mumbai looks amazing I, i mean every interview that i've done has said how did you guys make mumbai look so beautiful i said we didn't we didn't do why are you saying this let them say this yeah sorry Say it, say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> well, I, I have to add since you've spoken about like your attention to detail in casting that when you were talking about it, I actually realized that no one feels miscast in like you know even even the people at the literature festival who come and sort of like throw things apart. The people who are supporting her, who are supporting Damini in that scene, like in every little scene, you know, in every movie or show, there's always like. some extras who just feel completely off and like you know ye yahan pe kya kar raha hai type so i'm guessing that's 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 how when wrong if i would come in and say this was <laughs> and samir kochar i have to tell you uh, wrongita is like a treat for for like mothers who watch ipl <laughs> like my mom was like oh my god that's samir kochar i love him <laughs> like like he ha- he has this whole other fan following i think which which yeah we don't talk about so much yep 
My she, mom loved him as well. Yeah. Shishi is referring to forty uh, and above. So basically, she's like you know this whole other fan following you know mothers. <laughs> this is so wrong, Shishi, because I'm forty one, so I come in that mom group, and Nupu is like fifty eight. That's a lot, you guys. <laughs> Oh my god. But okay, so I I wanted to take it in in a slightly different direction which is something that we sort of wanted to talk about. Like you started off by saying Rangita that you found that you weren't represented on screen, you know, as as this um south of Bombay girl and like you know as you found that characters like you weren't shown on screen, right? But we were actually when we were talking about like you know the exploration of women's sexual desires or sexuality on screen like in television and film there has been like a history history of it right like there have been even niche tv shows like lipstick kitty party um if you remember those from the 90s and 2000s which which sort of ended up looking at um this kind of woman even with say ekta kapoor's tv shows in the 2000s right there is i mean i grew up watching those with my grandmom and there's so much sexual tension always between like the lead and and the lead actor and there's so much focus on on casting like a good looking quote unquote good looking guy as the guy you know while the woman is more re- relatable so i feel like even though it's something that maybe hasn't been packaged in that way or we haven't obviously it's not been written from our point of view with with like almost an all female crew etc but do you think there has been this history of and and i think all three of you could weigh in on it as people who also worked in you know cinema over time do you think there has been this kind of history and is it that just the money for women led stories of this kind is is coming now with like web series and you know amazon etc entering the picture so i have to tell you that part of it is that right because for the longest time uh, you would not be able to raise the finances to be able to make an all women uh, star cast film you know and put it out there and uh, yes i now remember that there have been the kitty uh, sorry the lipstick and uh, all of the stuff that you you mentioned uh i saw very little of ekta's shows growing up i totally envied her success uh and i loved that she could go out there and own that kind of content but the few times that i turned it on and watched those shows um i didn't relate to any of it i've never known women like that you know forget in my uh house but even in my immediate uh, social circle and i know that everybody just you know had a, a really good time uh, you know poking fun at those kind of women and yet uh, you know ekta really really celebrated and owned those women and clearly they belonged because you know look at the success over there you know it it was telling the story of india at that point of time uh, but i feel that 15 years down from that you know when we were going to be making uh, promo shots please uh we got lucky because yes amazon gave us the budget that they did uh they allowed us to go out there and just spread our wings right the way that we want to and they promoted it like a beast now typically a product like this if you ended up making it as a as a as a tiny little film and lipstick you're talking about lipstick under my burqa okay got it uh that one if you remember oh, no, sorry sorry i was talking I about lipstick the tv show but like yeah we could only <laughs> talk about lipstick under my there's also lipstick under my yeah, yeah of course there's uh, but you know that is a whole different other kind of product i think what we were going for is what dil chata hai was for our generation for the men in our generation per se you know uh, that you know the guys were messing up you know uh, they weren't always very um, uh, career or life oriented 
you know, uh, they hung around, they had fun, and they yet had each other's backs, you know. I think that uh, that was the space that we found ourselves wanting to pitch former shots please into and somewhere i feel the friendship of the girls has become more important than just this being a woman centric product you know i think for the first time you saw that women could be friends you saw that despite the fact that you know they have really bad days when they snap at each other and don't talk for sometimes months listen i have three years ago i reconnected with two friends of mine who I hadn't spoken to in 10 years and it felt like that never went away you know and i think that is something that is very unique to a, a, a women and all women uh, friendship so i feel that the friendship of the show is what put it really front and center rather than it just being another um, women led show format so i mean i the only kind of television that i watched when i was growing up in kolkata or in hyderabad and delhi was you know the the dd shows hum log idhar udhar Idhar Udhar was about two sisters, and it was like fantastic. It was hilarious. If you remember, the Pathak Shah sisters were Ratna and Supriya Pathak. And then uh, I, you know, I remember just before I was uh, directing Hippy uh, 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 Pure, you know, there was there was a whole decade where I didn't watch any television at all. Quite frankly, I was an AD, and I was just what too busy catching up with features. There were these couple of shows called Hasrate uh, and uh, Astitwa, and Astitwa, I remember. was about a woman having an affair with having a relationship with a younger man so i'm saying this is mid 90s and that is quite something and i think it was ravi rai who also directed hasrate anand rai's brother elder brother hasrate was about uh, a woman who walks out of a marriage and has an extramarital affair with another married man and all the spouses know so it's not a juicy uh, you know mess You, you you know it, it's very subtly uh, told and all of that so i'm saying that there there were there were shows like this as well which were quiet sensitive treated women the way they should be uh, and then there was a whole spate when ekta you know when with ekta's shows when uh, uh, you know the, there were women who we didn't identify with you know, like romita said we didn't identify with those women and there was a lot of kitchen politics involved and uh, uh, and so one went off television you know when that happened and you know i myself after hippipore you know hippipore was in 2000 and i remember we had an unwed teacher we had a teacher suchitra's character's character who decided to have a child out of wedlock and i'm saying this was 20 years ago and then when uh, devika wrote mahi way which was 10 years ago there was again a show centering around a woman but it was not about female friendship it was about a woman and her family who was large and i You know, when I read the script, I told Devika the first thing I told her was that oh, I see shades of Mahi and Siddhi, and uh, uh, you know, and of course because you know it's really based on Devika's story, so both the characters would have that. Sorry, I just had to jump in and say that like both of you worked on the show, and I absolutely love Mahi. I think there was that whole time when Sony TV had like these great shows along with Star One. I think it was a slew of really lovely shows, and Mahi is now I think back on Netflix again. So um, I think Ankita, you uh, touched upon like female friendships, um, uh, you know, in the portrayal of women, and like uh, I think uh, you've talked about. Um, Nupu, you've talked about like the depiction of women and like some sensitive portrayals here and there, as a periodically. Um, but I wanted to also talk about like the portrayal of sex in the show, right? I mean, so for like for example, for the longest time when I was growing up, there was a dichotomy. Either it's like the Komalika 
people who are the i if kamalika like started a cult i would sign up 100% in like a in like a heartbeat but uh, basically like kamalika was like you know you're so, you you know that she is like sexual she's like eyeing a married man jobi um but then you don't really see any of that sexuality play out and then on the other side of it is like item songs and it's kind of like very in your face sex that you you see so i mean what is that line that i mean was was this dichotomy even a consideration when you were like writing sexuality when you're writing sex when you're showing sex um that was there any consideration ki oh aise dikhayenge to it perhaps might cheapen it not because of the content itself but because of the perception that people have of sex um that we show you know i'm going to uh, first of all i feel completely illiterate because so many of the shows that nopur even mentioned i've never even heard of them forget seen them so i suddenly think that oh my god you know i'm just one amongst 500 women who've gone out and created these things but okay but coming back to this i think people have discussed and observed and uh you know uh, spent more time thinking about the sex on our show than we have to be very honest uh the truth is that we set out to make the show about four women and four women forget in bombay in delhi in kolkata some of them would be having sex if not all of them there would be a healthy do- dose of sex in the, in 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 the conversation in just their lives and what we needed to do is not put that front and center but make it very organic to the lives they were leading so at no point did we say okay 5 minutes in now or, or or for example season 1 let's open with you know milan soman stark fucking naked in his white little uh, you know uh, white little whatever if you want to call them uh, you know uh, walking down you know your your conference room we never said that we wrote it the way that we wanted to watch it they, it, they weren't break bumpers they weren't uh, there for uh, titillation or, or or to just create like a big moment out of nothing when these women needed to have sex they would have sex when they needed to masturbate they would masturbate you know if uh, they needed to go out and buy a dildo they would do that and if they needed to rue over the fact that they weren't having enough sex they would do that so it really needed to be part and parcel of the entire story the entire friendship the life that these girls were living the problem is i'll tell you what and i'm going back to your uh, kamolika uh, thing and i have seen that one you know i remember that one um I feel that we're not used to seeing Indian women have sex on screen. Bottom line, okay. Uh, sex happens to the women on our screens. They lie back, very placid, uh, almost entirely dressed. I mean, I wish you could have all your clothes off and still enjoy yourself. Uh, maybe for some of us that's possible. Uh, and uh, when they orgasm. there's a tear that falls out out of the corner of their eye and drips very romantically down to their collarbone which the man then sucks up you know and i'm like what the fuck is this i have never cried when i'm orgasming i mean not that i've orgasmed i'm a 41 year old virgin uh, but having said that okay the truth is that this needed to feel normal you have not seen women have sex you've not seen it in tara in astitva in uh, any of ekta's shows in uh, uh, lipstick but i just feel you needed to normalize it like constantly i'm asked why do these women fuck so much why do they fuck everything that moves uh, why do they smoke why do they drink is in women empowerment about smoking drinking and having sex no women empowerment is about just letting them be if they want to have sex 
let them have sex if they want to smoke let them smoke if they want to drink let why can't that just not be part of normal everyday conversation why is there a lens on it saying oh my god look rajvi is now about to take her clothes off and have sex so that that's the difference i think in the way that we looked at sex and drinking and and smoking and everything on this show so i i think uh, when i came on board and you know uh, rongita was like you know since we are portraying for urban women everything that urban women do has to be in the show we're not going to shy away from anything so now when you look at it you know when i look back on my life you know popular culture really influences the way uh, we look at love romance sex etc and if you're looking at you know when i was in my teen years and my concept of romance two big films came out at the time when i was 16 17 one was dilwale dulhaniya le jayenge and the other was baz luhrmann's romeo and juliet now of course after that titanic also came out but you know the idea of you know i want to find my raj and i am the simran of my life and you know i want to be like uh, you know this character from this film or, or this character from the series you know the idea of romance and love and who we want to find as an ideal partner but when you know you are turning 17 and 18 and 19 you know you know nothing about the act that you are going to probably perform for the rest of your life especially now even if you consider uh, girls in india when they 22 and 23 and they are married to somebody through an arranged marriage decided by their family they've never met they they probably met a few times before and they are supposed to commit this very extremely intimate act with a complete stranger nobody talks to us about it in our family in schools we are taught about it in a biological manner you know just about reproduction and procreation um where are we going to get this information from a lot of men go out there and their concept of uh, intimacy is from pornography now that is not real intimacy that is like rongita pointed out it's women being done okay women are not doing it there is no equality um there is only satisfaction for one partner the other one in pornography is mostly faking it and um so the idea was that you know our concept of what intimacy or sex is came from american and british and european cinema and television but those are not us you know if and and everybody doesn't have access to it now the idea was that when we do talk about sex or when we portray sex so if we have our girls in in intimate uh, scenes what kind of sex are we going to show why are we showing it and what is it about and it had to be about different problems that occur in intimacy i want to feel sure which says we're done with being done i mean <laughs> yeah the point is every scene has to take the story forward or reveal something in the character so every sex scene or an intimate scene is also like that when anjana is having sex with shashank in the hotel room we know that shit you know our hearts are thumping for her you know our hearts are pounding for her saying oh my god what is she doing her friends have already flagged her off so every intimate scene or sex scene also has a story that it's telling but it's sad that you know if you put all the sex scenes in for in season 2 combined they don't go beyond 4 minutes and it's sad that an audience would reduce the show to 4 minutes out of 10 episodes of 40 minutes each you know that is you know and they're going through such a range of struggle and emotion and challenges and 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 that happens precisely because men i and you know, like rongita said that you know we're not used to seeing indian women on screen having sex so you would But just you reduce know, it you know if i may add to what nupur saying um, the truth is that the women 
have loved the sex on the show. If you just go across social media and you look at comments, you know, they, none of them have said, oh, I want to be ridden like this or any, no, no, no harsh comments. They've just always said that we love the way these women are living their lives. You know, it's only the men uh, that have pointed it out. Uh, it's only the men who have, uh, you know, kind of resorted to severe name calling i can't even tell you i mean i've i've learned new words this season and i learn new words every season you know uh, when when they put out comments but i think it comes down to exactly what devika said you know which is that uh, the male perspective at least i mean very largely in india on sex comes from pornography that's what they grew up on you know though that is their first impression their first visual on sex and Somewhere, someplace, that stays with them, you know, for a lot of them, perhaps, I don't know, uh, not stereotyping because we don't believe in labels, but for a lot of them. So if they see a woman having sex, she has to be a whore or a porn star. She cannot be anything else in between because, you know, mothers uh, take care of you, wives iron for you. Uh, daughters grow up and possibly get you an LIC policy, uh, but whores, and, you know, uh, those are the only ones who you have sex with. So therefore, they resort to those names. Uh, but the truth is that women have loved it. So four minutes or not, it's, it's, uh, it's been a big chapter for them to be able to see themselves being made love to or making love to men like that on a screen. I find that there's a demographic among men that really enjoy the show and those that don't. And I find that a lot of men who are older, who are married or have partners or see, you know, girlfriends, they respond completely differently to the show than younger men who may not have even asked their mother at home, Ki, did you ever want to do anything else with your life? So there is, there is a difference between how men respond. There are a lot of men out there who are really enjoying the show. I just want to ask something very interesting, which is like my ex-boyfriend reached out to me and we were chatting about the show. He, he started watching Former Shots, please. And he said something which is very interesting, which is that it's not just about depictions of women, but also I, I think the way in which men are portrayed on the show, the fact that brown men can be attractive and Indian men are attractive. And he was talking about how, I mean, he lives in London now for like seven, eight years. And he was talking about how, you know, even that idea of brown men being attractive and Indian men being attractive is something that he never felt because he's again never seen that on screen. And, and over here you have every kind of attractive brown man even the way in which you know their sexuality their bodies they're they're shown on screen he he felt like that was relatable for the first time or something that you can look at and be okay even i can be attractive or, or you know even i'm sexy in a way that's relatable for for people of our age and our generation but you know Shrishti, i'm gonna say uh this was something that we were very conscious of uh while we were writing the show um if you look at uh all women-centric pieces, uh, the bane of their lives, that evil person is either the stepmom or the man in their lives, if you look at it. I mean, if you really look at, uh, you know, larger cinematic pieces and television and all of that stuff. I think when uh, Devika, Ishita Nandi and I sat down and we started working on this, we were very clear. We wanted the men to be wonderful. You know, it's like your ex-boyfriend you're still talking with him so he probably isn't that bad a guy you know the, the, all my exes I'm friends with them and they're genuinely wonderful people and sometimes I look back and I say you know I was really the ass in that space you know um, 
And I think a lot of us do that, you know, the men in our lives, we've been fortunate. A lot of them have been really genuinely wonderful. And I feel when we made former shots, please, we were very conscious that the problem for these women has to be the lives, uh, their decisions, uh, their careers, you know, the choices they make. Their cho it cannot be a sum total of the man in their life. So there have to be times when I have to literally be saying, Nupur, what is wrong with you? That boy is so good for you. Stop being an ass. You know, just go to him. You know, and you feel that about Pratik Babbar on the show. You also feel that about uh, Amit on season two. I love Amit's character. I think Prabal is such a wonderful actor. He's also so atypical to look at, you know, but he is that boy you want to date because he's just so nice to look at. I'm sure Prabal will hate me for saying that. Uh, but the truth is all our men, you know, uh, with the exception of Shashank, perhaps if you look at it, who at the end you realize that he had been fibbing. Uh, but then what is he? He's just a great character. For as long as he's there, he's an interesting, gorgeous man who you want to be with. Then, yeah, he lies. It's a great character. And you move on from that. But Anjana's life and her decisions are what should make her total. You know, not the man in her face. So we were very co conscious about doing that. So I want to go back to, um, I mean, this is, this is interesting. And I think... Um, I completely agree with what Shrishti's observation was and how, like, I appreciate that you explained it. I wanted to go back to the reception of the show. Um, and, I mean, yes, like, the, the number of things that you've covered and the number of, like, re like different kinds of representation that have, that have been um, done are great and have very understandably and uh, justifiably, like, gotten a lot of appreciation. But there's this also this other side, right, like, that we covered a little bit before about uh, something that you, you guys already said, that this girl is just drinking so there is this also criticism about like it being a more superficially feminist show in some quarters and then other quarters are saying that oh matlab, these are issues that we've never seen portrayed so matlab, of course like it's a great show so i wanted to kind of understand how you like kind of straddle this line where every feminist show like or every show that's supposed to be feminist has to like straddle this line between enough and not enough that there always be will be people who will say that it's not enough the truth is everybody's brand of feminism is their own it's a personal fight it's a personal struggle and we're fortunate that we have so many of us who are fighting the struggle every day but really i don't need to uh, mirror your feminism and you don't need to mirror mine so yes, a lot of people will think that we've, we're, we're uh, you know, uh, what they call feminism light. One of the reviewers called us, said that, that this is feminism light. Fine, it's feminism. It's a chapter in the feminism book, whether it's light, it's heavy, it's yours, it's mine. Who cares? It takes the conversation forward. And if now is not the time that we're at least having that conversation, uh, then when? that we women have also internalized patriarchy so much that we bought into what men think is traditionally feminism you know which is just purely fighting against injustice a rapist or uh, uh, you know uh, a village or you know feminism is plural, pluralistic what it means for you is different from what it means to me and to a girl living in a small town who is possibly not allowed to get out of her house and go to work so for her feminism is something else but what we've created for our characters is empathy, you know? So you can be sitting in a South Mumbai flat, still be feeling alone, rejected, 
uh, struggling with something at work or caught between two men and a girl in Lucknow or Kanpur or in a small town in West Bengal can also be feeling exactly those same things in a different context. So when you create empathy for your characters, the, the emotions are so universal that they, that, they, that they sort of traverse across the socio-economic barrier and you relate to the character on an emotional level, which is why the show has a great following in B-towns as well. It's not just Mumbai, Delhi, uh, Bangalore that are watching, you know, I mean, the numbers don't come just from there, so... Talking about uh, the response from small towns, uh, you know, all of us have been getting a lot of messages, you know, direct messages on Instagram and Twitter, the, the entire team, Nupur, Rangita, Ishita Nandi, the dialogue writer, Ishita Moitra. And, and I, it's mostly girls from smaller towns, not so much the big cities who are writing into us. And one of the most important things that they're bringing out is that, you know, people, I thought I was weird or wrong for thinking the way that I do because everybody around me, my family, my friends, my neighbors, my teachers told me that the way I think is not correct. You know, the, the freedoms that I want or the kind of life that I want to lead. But, you know, seeing a show like yours with girls that look like me in my country that are allowed to be the way they are, that think the way they are, that have the agency or the freedom to, to live their life, made me think that, no, I am not wrong. I I am not wrong for thinking the way that I am. So that's why the emotion is completely universal. And therefore, the, the idea of what feminism is, is it, it's different to everybody. But the central theme is that women should have the agency to live the life that they want to, to, to make the choices that they want to. So I wanted to uh, kind of just get an insight into like your relationship uh, personal and as a group um, with like your critics or the critics of the show like for example the Swaddle does reviews of TV shows and movies right and one of the things um, whenever we basically ask a show to be a little bit more and again this is this is an unfair burden often put on women creators that they have to like cover the wide ambit of feminism into one thing which is obviously not fair um but every time that there is a critique a critique like most of the people who read those reviews are like oh like you're trying to put the show down like it's a, it's trying to do a good thing and you're trying to put it down so i wanted to basically understand like what your relationship with the critics of the of four more shots please has been and is there any critique that did resonate with you uh, so i'm gonna say right up front i'm a crazy ass stalker of the internet I don't only read what critic, critics put out. I put, I read what everybody everywhere puts out, okay? And I do this in like an obsessive kind of way. Uh, so yes, I read. Um, I think there are uh, bits and pieces that uh, Devika and I and Ishita have this group. We share on that. Um, and uh, it's actually called The Farting Room. I'm really sorry. Uh, but uh, it's where we put everything down the good the bad the ugly the precious the stuff that we never want to see written about the show so if there's anything that's being written whether it is criticism or love we read it and yes everything that you read finds its way into your life you know so so yes you know on, on season one we got a lot about um uh you know damini who is this creature who's so damn strong all the damn while you know i mean who is like this you know and it was odd because we had written season two by then already and we'd written it to see the vulnerable part of damini so it was almost like and it, it's very cool because you have to realize that 
a lot of us, like this, this show has been particularly fortunate where we've been greenlit for the next season, uh, sometimes before the current season goes on air. So it's lovely that the feedback that you're getting, you feel that, oh my God, we've already done this. You know, so we're listening. We listen to everything that comes our way. We're not saying, oh, my show, my way, you go find your own place. That's not what we do. We listen, we take it in. You know, we're women, we're great listeners, you know, and, uh, and, and we take it back to our writing room and see what we can do with it, if at all we choose to. But yes, that choice remains ours. You know, I have to say that I'm a director, which means that reviews really sort of, you know, are important to me. And uh, when someone critiques it, I, I listen to the criticism. It sometimes gets me down. I, I will, you know, and I'm like, oh, why didn't you get that? Like, that's, you know, this is, this is not what we were saying. Why are you seeing that? Like, you know, what, you know, so I, I think that I react like that as well. But having said that, I mean, like Rangita, I mean, uh, I'm not on this group that she's talking about, which is really annoying me right now. Uh, but then again, I'm not doing season three, so I get that. But uh, that is complete garbage because let me just tell you, season three's director, season one's director, no director is on that show because she's absolutely right. Directors are extremely um, um, thin-skinned thin and touchy when it comes to critiques. And we aren't. Devika, Ishita Moito, Ishita Nandi and I, we aren't. We listen, we read. We're like, okay, fine. You know, I mean, point there or no, suck that. You know, but we we we're able to move on from that. But directors have um, are, are get very touchy. That's the only reason why not. You know, uh, when we are looking at uh, at criticisms or, or reviews, etc., I think um, I pay more attention to what the audience is saying. And I'm not talking about those who say, "Na, sirf the sex or daru dikha rahe hain, kya tatti show hai, and all that." Okay. <laughs> I mean, you just scroll down underneath any of the actors' Instagram accounts, there'll be 300 comments which will say, "Oh, we love you," and one will be saying, "Kya tatti show hai." Okay. So I'm talking about the audience members that say, "You know, I love your show." but you know I felt this or that could have been better etc I think it's so nice to hear that all, like y'all engage with criticism so much and have an entire <laughs> group for it and also in Nupur's defense I have to point out as someone who stalked all of you thoroughly that I remember something that really stood out for me was this beautiful blurb that you'd written with the post of you know the reviews of the show saying thank you for the praise and for the brickbats I don't remember the exact phrasing but you'd like you'd also acknowledge the criticism which I thought was amazing uh, we've taken way more of your time than we'd asked for but as a last wrap-up question we just wanted to ask you that clearly three of you have in your own ways been involved with like creating so much great content over over many years but given like you you know we sort of started off the conversation with Rongita you talking about how open Amazon was to doing such a show and coming on board with budgets approval etc how do you think the landscape of how you think about content now is going to change has the success of for more shots, please, both commercially and critically, has it sort of broadened the horizons of the kind of content that you can do now? I think it's already changed. I think anybody who's saying, oh, I'm doing a web series and now I want to go and do a movie has just lost the plot because the streaming media is where everything is. You know, uh, the biggest, the best have recognized it. It's, uh, you know, India always takes a little bit of time to catch up with the rest of the world and we'll catch up at some point of time. I have been making movies for 27 years, uh, since I was 19, I think, yes. And uh, they've, a large number of them have been successful. A lot of them have not. And 
it, they haven't traveled. So if you have footprint, you have freedom, you have um, money, you have quality, you know, what else do you want? I mean, this really is the future till the next big thing happens. The next thing we want is more all women crews. I think that would be like the cherry on top of the cake. We try. I think that if you get these kind of budgets, you tell the kind of stories you really want to tell, which you can't tell on the big screen. We could never have made four more shots the way we did on film. Right, Ramita, Devika? We could never have made it like that. Never. 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 I mean, so these, this is freedom. This is, this is real freedom to make the, way, the stories we want to uh, you know, tell and tell them the way we want to. You know, without thinking of box office kya hoga on the Monday after release. Did you make a hundred crores or not? You know, I, I mean, you know, in a week's time, your uh, your film is out of the theater, whereas here you can catch a show one year later. You know, there'll be a whole bunch of people who'll watch our show six months down the line or a year down the line or re-watch it, you know, which is absolutely wonderful for a show to get nurtured like that. So it's great freedom for us storytellers. And I think one of the most important thing is that uh, it's very surprising, but uh, OTT platforms like Netflix and Amazon have... Uh, women in charge, they are the ones that are deciding what stories are going to be made. And I think women are a lot more open than men when we're talking about content. They can they can uh, greenlight a Mirzapur and they can greenlight a promo shots please for the same OTT platforms. They're not making a distinction because they know they have every kind of audience and they know that every kind of story can be told. As compared to if men are at the helm, they would only choose Mirzapur. Absolutely, yeah. I think that that's a great note for, for us to end on, like every kind of sto story can be told. And I just want to end by saying that thank you so much to all three of you for telling this story. I think through this conversation, we've gotten so many insights about things which we hadn't thought about, but really you've told us a story where women have agency, where they can do what they do, where they can be themselves and not be punished for, for going against what tradition expects of us. And I think that's incredible. And that's definitely like a pioneer of sorts in, in the kind of content that we're seeing right now. Thank you so Thank much. You. It Thank was so fun. So okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.